Hello, everyone. This is Jeremy welcoming you to the Maelstrom Frequency, our podcast about art and making it as an artist. Uh, you won't be hearing too much from me today, but in a moment, you'll be jumping into our conversation with Sequoia Bostic and Molly Andrews Hinders. Uh, that's going to be facilitated by co-host Jasmine A. Golfin. Uh, before that, I want to put out a reminder that our current open question for listeners is, how has your art making changed, either due to the pandemic, other changes in the world, or for any other whimsical reason you would like to share? You can leave us your answer at our phone number, which is 440-941-1482, and we will play them on the pod once we uh, have enough to make it make sense. Second... Maelstrom Collaborative Arts is putting out this podcast for free, but if you would like to support this podcast or any of the art-making activities at Maelstrom, you can do so by going to maelstromcollaborativearts.org donate, and you can make a donation to either our ongoing Year 5 campaign or by becoming a monthly donor through Maelstrom Wellspring, which is such an important way to make a difference at Maelstrom all year round. Lastly, We have leapt into the podcast game with gusto and are still finding our footing. So thank you for bearing with us as we perfect our audio quality. Shoutouts to Christian Johnson for trying to save us from ourselves. Thanks for listening. And now I'll hand things over to Jasmine, Sequoia, and Molly. Me too. I'm very sweaty right now. Okay, we're in this together. Okay, we're in this together. Okay, so um, then let's talk about what we're in together and introduce ourselves. Molly and Sequoia, if you could introduce yourself a little bit, talk about uh, who you are and what you do and um, how are you feeling today? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, uh, My name is Sequoia Bostic. I'm an illustrator and designer here in Cleveland. Um, What do I do? I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the answer there, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, uh, when people ask, like, everything that I've ever been a part of, I kind of consider myself a multidisciplinary artist, because I like to just kind of dip around into all types of art forms uh, and apply, like, illustration to it, some sort of concept art, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so I guess that's the gist of it. <laughs> and how are you feeling? Today... Relative to the state of the world. To the state of the world. <laughs> I feel pretty good. It's all right. It's it's cold, but it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Molly. Nice. Hey, um, I'm Molly, and um, I guess I would identify as a musician first and foremost, um, but like uh, Sequoia, I would say I'm a multi-hyphenate artist. I like to dabble in a lot, but definitely the heart center is within music. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling today relative to the state of the world? You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling grateful to be here with both of you in conversation. And um, while I'm nervous, I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah no, we're all we're in a nervous pot together, so it's good. Um, okay, so one of my friends recently, I said to her, I'm like, man, this is the soup I'm swimming in. The soup I'm swimming in, and yeah. she was like we're swimming in the soup and sometimes when you swim in you need a noodle and so i think we're <laughs> each other's noodles <laughs> i like i like to use the, the term struggle bus in it mm. so, mm. Yeah. we're all rolling in together we're all rolling in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely just hit the mic with my um scarf thing it's fine it's cool mm. we're totally professional here yep. um so today we want to talk about 
and this is such a broad topic, so I'm sure it'll go in a lot of directions, but the idea of our own artistic processes, like what is your practice? How do you get from, I have an idea to finish product or like, you know, do you just stumble along until it's done? Like, is there a considered sort of, you know, I have to like for myself, I know now that I have a very specific rhythm that I need to be in in order to like write first thing in the morning. Like I write better in the morning. I need coffee. Coffee has to be dark roast. Apparently I don't like light roast. I'm learning things about myself. And then like, if I, if I practice that routine, I turn out to be successful and I write words. And if you can hear the surprise in my voice, that's not a constant in my life. So, (laughs) you know, I guess I'm curious, like, obviously that's one component of the whole thing, but like what just in general has been your experience sort of discovering your own process? Okay. Um, I, I have discovered that I'm like a bit of a chaos God, Mm. uh, when it comes to just creating things, like there are times where I'm like, oh, I'm in my sketchbook and I'm going to turn this into something or I'm writing and I'm going to turn this into a concept and then see where, if it's going to be like a 3d thing or a 2d thing. Um, but sometimes I'll just get an idea in my head and I just have to go and do it. And I, people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't explain this to you right now. Just let me do this and then I will show you what I'm <laughs> <Right>. working <laughs> If I explain it, then yeah. I wouldn't have to make it for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and also it like makes no sense verbally to people. So then I have to like just show them. I suck at explaining things. Um, Real quick, what, what format do you work in? Like I know uh, you said illustrating, but... Yeah, like I... Lately, with clients, I work a lot digitally, mm. um, but I do prefer, like, more physical stuff. And, like, especially since actually interacting with uh, Maelstrom, doing more, like, 3D-based things, knowing that I can do that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I have more fun doing the big stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, and when I am functioning, I guess, like a normal person, I will. I do a lot of writing and then little mm. sketches next to it, and then that kind of turns into whatever it's going to be. How did, like, was there, did you kind of have to discover that about yourself as you did things? Or was it sort of like, I'm going to try this? Was there something like a method to it all? Um, It's kind of how I used to work when I was like a kid. Like I Mm. spent a lot of time like in my room, just like drawing and sketching and coming up with stories. And I would do like these sketchbook watercolor drawings and it would be like, oh, there's a whole thing happening in it. And and then I would write it down after the fact. (laughs) Um. But yeah, but then when I discovered money, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm just going to go buy a bunch of stuff at Packetans and see what happens. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, 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 I know that fear and uh, freeing moment of like, oh, fear is also it is, it is fear. It's fear. It's fear. It's also fear. It's a dual side coin, yeah. but there is a bit of like, oh, I can, I'm an adult. Yeah. I can, I can just do this. Yeah, I can just like make something. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Molly, how about you? Um, I would say that I I had to kind of establish ritual for myself Mm -hmm. in order to bring myself to it because I was a huge procrastinator for a very long time. And it was easy for me to kind of agree to do other people's projects and not really focus on what Mm -hmm. questions I was asking. So um, every morning I write and move my body and I find that that kind of facilitates then creation throughout the day. I love the chaos god descriptor. That's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that when I'm working on a piece, I I call everything a puzzle piece. 
because it's hard for me to actually think about the full picture and like delivering a full picture. Um, so to speak for me, that would be music, a full song or a full <laughs> score or something. Um, so if I can just kind of turn it into bite-sized pieces and just say, this is what I'm working on at this moment. And it also, it gives me permission to kind of rearrange things and to not feel like, I don't know, there's something liberating about feeling like nothing is truly finished that if I wanted to, I could spend hours and hours and hours on this. So it's helpful to have a deadline. It's helpful to have other people. I'm kind of, um, uh, yeah. Like obligated to. Yeah. 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 So, but certainly establishing that ritual in the morning has been super helpful for me. Is it, um, kind of going to this idea of like, uh, like you could always kind of do another iteration of it. Is it sort of like, I know for me, sometimes I get into like perfectionism and I know I need to like stop at some point and just be like, Oh, it's done. Like we were kind of talking earlier, like about something being enough. Is there something like a play between like giving yourself permission to, to kind of have these iterations and, and also knowing you can be enough at some point. Yeah. Or I mean, the work, I should say, not specifically you, but you know, it well, might overlap. You know, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's been a struggle for me of like kind of separating my, my sense of self-worth with what I put out as an artist. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, currently where I am with music, uh, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about the fact that this whole past year has been a lot of me learning about the tech side of music and like music production and recording. And um, I'm currently in a place where I, I built this album and I'm like nearing completion. And now I just learned about all these bells and whistles that I can use. And I'm like, don't go there. Just <laughs> be with it what it is right now. Because if I don't, I mean, if I if I like go into that world then it will it will just never be finished. So, mm-hmm. yeah, part of it is accepting like this is what I created in this time mm-hmm. and not judging my past self or not knowing what she didn't know. Right. Um, but certainly within layers of music, like I, I mean, working digitally is a whole, a whole nother thing. I don't know if this translates within like the visual art realm, but for music, I'm like, okay, I know how to play piano and I know how to sing, but within a digital platform, I can create strings and, and I can, you know, I can get all these plugins and I can play with all of these instruments. And so 100%. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's like when they release new brushes and Mm. you're like, oh, I can create a watercolor painting digitally now. And I'm like, oh, that's dangerous. (laughs) I kind of miss playing with physical tactile things. So, yeah. 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 So it's it's almost like accepting the breadth of the, the world that is presented to you and also being like, okay, this project is enough as it is right now. And it's yeah good to for other ears to hear it right like and remember like i don't know for me too it's also just remembering like oh they haven't been living with this project the way you have like for the last mm-hmm. however long you've been working on this months years you're like well no i know it could be one more thing and it's like actually they'll be impressed with the new thing you just made they've never seen it before like they don't know all the little yeah they, and <laughs> yes. like, oh that was in your head that's fascinating mm-hmm. um and i was gonna ask too i think you already answered this but um you just instruments that you play and you say you uh <laughs> you play piano and you sing is there any before sort of getting into the digital side of it is there any other instruments you play with Huh. I dabbled with accordion for about like two weeks and I got like a little ditty going, but now I, um, and like same with like ukulele and I can play a couple of chords on guitar, but really I'm not proficient in anything else except for 
uh, keys and vocal. And I will say, though, that like um, voice is one of the ways that I kind of uh, imagine different parts. So I might like sing a violin line or I might mm. sing a, yeah, a counter melody that's played by some other instrument. But yeah, in terms of actually playing those are the things. This isn't a question I had like prepped earlier, but it kind of just came to me as we're talking. It's the, using different instruments in your own work. And I wonder if there's a correlation to like adapting to things that have to change in your work. This kind of leads, I guess, into the second question of like, has anything in your practice changed in the last few years? Um, I don't know if you've heard the last few years were kind of wild. Um, <laughs> and like, it, you know, I wonder, because this is part of the reason why I asked you both sort of what tools do you use that like mm -hmm. you, the fact that you work in both 2D and 3D and, you know, what that means and kind of you even mentioned it, like the tactileness of working in 2D is a different sort of part of the brain than like mm -hmm. doing the digital thing. And I wonder if that there's an overlap to that with like also learning how to adapt in your process. I don't know if I'm. I might be stretching, but <laughs> how whatever part of that resonates with you, I, I guess what I'm curious. I guess like digitally, what I've discovered at least is just like you can start any at any point in what you're working on and, you know, switch off of that layer and then go to something else. So it kind of lets you think a little bit longer. Um, um, and it also takes less time, I guess, because then now that you know that if you make a mistake, you can just like backspace it like. You, it gives you more time to do research, more time to pull from what you need. Um, but with like tactile stuff, like if you make a mistake, it's just like, well, either I start over or I make this work. Um, and uh, I don't know which one I enjoy more. Like mm -hmm. I think like doing the tactile stuff is more like you have the, the freedom to see what happens. Like uh, I was working on a watercolor piece just mostly for fun, but I got the idea at the last minute to just throw coffee on it just to see what happens. And it was both terrifying and, and also fun. But <laughs> it, it, it came out fine. I was like, yeah, I kind of melted it, but it, it looked good. It, Wait, was to, it hot coffee? It was cold coffee. <laughs> okay. But I thought that the, the watercolor was set enough oh. in the paper that it wouldn't run, but it ran very badly. And then I also had to explain to my roommate why there was coffee stains in the bathroom because I thought I cleaned it all, and I didn't. And so she thought that there was poop on the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, no, it's coffee, I promise. <laughs> Experimentation. Yeah, right, right. I, like, yeah I went Sorry. to my bathtub, and I just went back. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of went everywhere, so. Yeah. Uh, but with digital, <laughs> digital is less. Uh, it's cleaner, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't throw coffee on your computer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And also just kind of setting up your space to function more on digital. Mm. Uh, it was also kind of interesting because then you realize, oh, wow, like I do have to stare at a lot of screens and the lighting does have to be right. Mm. Like, you know. There's a lot. That's okay. Yeah. I'm glad you said that last part because I've noticed I have to get like the lighting right in my computer area. Yeah. Like if I'm editing photos or video and you are staring at the screen, it's like, oh, I need like a soft light in yeah. here. I need daylight coming in. I like I have to sit next to this big window. That's I didn't even yeah. think about that. But like, yeah, that's what it is. Because I have a ring light that I usually just keep that on because mm. it's like radiating light. Mm -hmm. So it feels better, I guess. I don't know. Um, but at night it looks really cool. So. <laughs> so did any of these changes kind of happen in these last few years or is this just something that kind of naturally or I don't even say changes so much as like experimentation? 
It happened yeah. in the last few years for sure because I didn't used to work from home as much as I do mm. now. Um, so I had to like kind of adapt my my studio space to something that I can sit in there for like eight hours a day <laughs> and not go insane. Like I tried having a TV in the room and that was distracting. Like you know, I tried. Oh, I, maybe I should have music playing. Uh, maybe I should try different headphones because that would get uncomfortable after a while. So yeah, just like learning how to be more comfortable, I guess, in creating like a good space for yourself. I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of like, okay, I'm in my apartment for (laughs) days on end. So what is, what feels like nurturing and supportive of creation? And um, I mean, I, before the pandemic, I was working like right immediately before the pandemic, working with an ensemble of singers and we had this whole piece and it was magic and amazing. And so I was, I was used to being in, in process with people and that, kind of being tethered in relationship really felt grounding for me. And so when I didn't have people to be accountable to and, and connect with and um, uh, regulate with on that level, yeah. I felt kind of freewheeling lost. And so I think the last few years has been a lot of me being like, okay, if I, if I do come back to myself, who am I as an artist without collaborating with other people, even though like at this where I'm sitting now, like I still want to collaborate with people. I still want to reach out in that way. But I think it it has offered me a, a sense of like coming in and um, growing different skill sets, like growing into the the music production aspect and um, composing and um, continuing to to dig into the the big questions. Yeah, <laughs> I guess on that note, like collaborating on the collaborating, like I found that I've connected with more people. Like, you know, because you do Zoom calls and stuff like that on like a wider scale. But like there is that missing, like, you know, I guess like the community that's actually around you. There's not a lot going on. Like I remember when I before the pandemic, I was going to different schools and teaching. I was doing all these outdoor projects and stuff like that. And that kind of did stop. Like with teaching, they had us record a bunch of videos and so the kids watch the videos instead of us physically coming into the space. And so like there's both like connecting with people, but also kind of it being more of a loose thing. And that was really weird to get used to mm-hmm. talking to myself, I guess. <laughs> right. We're yeah. like, OK, I am teaching a class right now, but they're not actually here at the moment. Like we yeah. need that, like yeah. that feedback, that thing. And like, I, yeah, I feel like I'm somewhere in between the two of these sort of ends where like I feel like for myself, I didn't realize how much of that like in-person collaboration process I really not just enjoy but like need in order to like hold myself accountable but then sometimes you're especially I I have to imagine you know correct me if I'm wrong but like doing like illustration it's you drawing right Mm -hmm. like it's you by yourself so there's that initial there's I guess the secondary ways that you connect like teaching for instance Mm -hmm. and like realizing for myself I'm like oh I didn't I didn't realize how much I actually should be around people <laughs> like oh okay I've been a loner this whole time and maybe yeah. that's not healthy um, but yeah like and I will say that like the secret mission of this podcast is not so secret because I keep saying it but like is to kind of build connection outside of like mm-hmm. just the work but like and still talking about the artistry and what we like our process and so I guess this kind of leads into my next question which is sort of what are your like feelings on the future of like just your personal craft and growth like we're like is there any sort of plan are you kind of just free wallet uh free wheeling it there we go those are the letters i wanted 
or um, is there um, is there anything you want for yourself? Like again, for me, I'm learning that I really want more community and like I guess passive community. If active community is like we're working on a project and yeah. we've got a few months, like that's sort of that active thing. But like I want to just more passive. Like, hey. Boy, how isn't art making hard right now? And you're like, yeah, it is. You know, like, I just want more of that. So, like, is there sort of any sort of big or small sort of goals, feelings, et cetera? Well, I, I mean, I definitely resonate with the the community aspect mm. of things and um, kind of what you, you were alluding to. Whereas I think before the pandemic, I was definitely like, I find my community within the projects that I'm doing at this moment. Mm-hmm. And now I... I want to consider my community a little more holistically and, and the sense of like, I'm making food with my friends and we are, we are taking care of one another and like, how, what is the health of our, our community? And I think, you know, prior to the pandemic, even though a lot of my questions within art making had to do with like, uh, you know, what is our, how do we find healing and wholeness both individually and as a collective, my, driving fuel i think was still kind of um within like capitalism and you know this this sense of tying my worth to my art and now i feel like there's been a little bit of a um dissolving of that and like an intentional composting of that um so that it's really about like how what are the health of my relationships and knowing that whatever I'm doing artistically, it doesn't have to be this like ascension on a ladder to bigger and bigger audiences more, you know, I mean, I don't want fame, but like (laughs) more, like more reach, I guess with my art. But, um, now it really is just about like, how am I taking care of myself and my community and how is my community doing? Yeah. 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 I, I would, I was having trouble coming up with something (laughs) but i do agree with a lot of uh, everything you said pretty much um i think for me specific specifically um i've been thinking a lot about doing more community like with uh kids um like i teach like all grade levels pretty much um and seeing that there are kids out there who want to be artists and you know, they went through the same thing we went through. They're just like, oh, there's no future in the arts, like, and there's no way you can work for yourself or anything like that. So just kind of creating more opportunities for those kind of kids who want to be artists. Like mm-hmm. I have a couple of them now who are now in college and are graduating and they're like designing for meta already. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. like they were one, they were my students in high school. And I was like, you can do anything you want. Just like. Just do it. Like, I'll help you. You want to be involved in this? You want to be involved in that? So, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to definitely push that a lot more for myself. I like the, though I am not as much of a teacher as I was before the pandemic, because after that, it was kind of, like, exhausting, I guess. Um, But, like, but still kind of be able to create those opportunities in some shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I very much feel, again, what both of you are saying, like, Especially kind of that that thing about like connecting with students and yeah. then watching them do the next thing. You're like, oh, it, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I may have had an impact. Look at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's that. I have this conversation. I feel like a lot with different artists where 
it, we get to this point of like, oh, how do we get back to like community or like mm-hmm. just, yeah, like ex- conversation, ex- practice, education beyond just, you know, I also have to pay my bills. Obviously, yeah. that's important. Yeah. <laughs> but like kind of thinking beyond that in a holistic sort of way, like what else can be done to sort of shape this thing? And, you know, and because realizing how much of that feeds what you need and what you do and kind of. You know, something, something. It's all about balance. Something. Um, so, okay, here goes a fun one. Um, what have you learned about yourself in in sort of developing your artistic practice and such? It can be as woo woo or as grounded as you want. Tornado. A maelstrom, even. Ooh, perhaps. Boo. Um, yeah, I think I, I learned a lot about just my need to want to create like communities. Um, even like, cause it kept bringing me back to when I was a kid and thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to open this like warehouse thing and people are just going to come there and make stuff and it's just going to be cool. We'll all hang out. And that, that kind of stuck with me. Like that I always feel the need that I want to work with people instead of solo and by myself. Like I enjoy working by myself, but it's definitely more fun to do collaborative things. Um, Maelstrom (laughs) things. Um, Don't boo. (laughs) But, um, and also just like my need to want to tell stories. Mm. Like I, I, a lot of what I do in my work is like I do people of color and I just tell stories and people always question me like, oh, where's the the social justice aspect? I'm like, no, I'm just a black person who likes Josh Groban and that's what I'm going to write about. <laughs> and so just being saying, hey, I don't have to justify my art and myself to want to create things. And so that I maybe I do it out of spite at this point <laughs> but I, I, I very much feel that yeah. <laughs> but I, I know I just want to create and I like to create and that I shouldn't let like people take me away from that I guess yeah 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 um I think I've learned about myself okay so this is interesting mm-hmm. um while I need community and I want community I I feel like I'm learning that I actually really am an introvert and accepting that mm. and and accepting that I really need to balance the the solitude time because I need that and community and being in connection. Um and that you know sometimes like I've I've thought about growth or output as like being like a like a great oak tree we're gonna go with the metaphor let's do it (laughs) that but if i if i can actually reinterpret my role as an artist as more like um mycelium and more of like connection building and i don't i don't have to be this great growth or this great um show in order to be uh um effective or you know in process um i think that's that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I very much feel the metaphor. Mm. And like, I think too, it's interesting because I feel like, like just the two of you are like on coming on opposite ends to get to something of a center. Like if you, in a, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you're coming from illustration. So there's more of that solo work and then kind of leaning into like, oh, well, how do I think about community in that way? Whereas you do more, initially more collaborative work as a musician. They're just inherently 
unless you're just a solo artist, you kind of have to have some sort of collaboration. And so coming into like that solitude and finding that balance that way, I think it's interesting that I, I mean, I didn't really intend, but it turned out great. Then like, we kind of work towards a middle here that I think is really interesting. And yeah, like there's something about too just building laterally, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there is, you know, impact, growth, uh, beauty, other words for in that connection. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm not sure who to attribute this to, but I think I heard it first from Adrienne Mary Brown when she talks about like, um, change is at the speed of relationships. Mm. And so to really lean into that and say, okay, it's, it's worth it for me to sit here and be in conversation. And I, I want that. But also like to kind of quell that sense of like I should be doing more and more and more right. for that change. It's like this this is it. This is what we should be doing. <laughs> so is there any other final thoughts before we wrapped up? Any other just loose ends that I didn't get to? Just new, I don't know, buzzing feelings. Well, something that's kind of been percolating as we've been talking is just um the process that's been happening here at Maelstrom. I mean to to call in like for futures and the cadre show over this past year i mean i really appreciate the way that community is being invited in mm-hmm. like i feel like there's a an accessibility to step in where people are in their process as artists but also as individuals and i think you know if we think about like the economy of of art in the city like this is a great model for um yeah, how to go about doing that. Okay, so we're going to quote that. On that note, I am looking at a painting that I did in 2018 here, and I was just remembering that whole process and actually getting to hang out with my friend Lindsay, and this is the only thing that we have collaboratively worked on together that wasn't comic books. Mm. Um, so just seeing the, the free flow of it. So it's like, oh, this is nice. Oh, I remember when I set that on fire. Oh, that's cool. I And I also remember that I think at Maelstrom, I've set so many things on fire. <laughs> and I know that Jeremy has yelled at me at least twice about setting things on fire. <laughs> um, and that makes me happy. So. <laughs> you know, you, we, we come for the collaborative arts and you stay for the, the fire setting. Metaphorically um, no, and literally. Exactly. <laughs> And, and I will, I'm, we're learning to take compliments here mm-hmm. at Maelstrom Collaborative Arts. Um, no, but there is, there's definitely intent in that, that like, you know, again, getting to this idea of building out laterally and that there's strength in that connection. I, I mean, it's almost like a net, right? Like you, you sew out a net and it comes stronger if you're bringing all the threads together. That works better in my head as an image than it did as a word, but you get it. Um, and and so like, yeah, we have resources, we have space. We, you know, can set up a recording thing real quick. Let's start using those things to like build out the future. We- okay, one more time. <laughs> Let's start using those resources to build out sort of the 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 thing we keep talking about, we keep imagining this sort of world you've mentioned before. Like I've definitely had the, like in my childhood fantasy version of like, Oh, what if we all just went on vacation at the same time? Like, (laughs) you know, or like, and, and other things like, you know, and I'm realizing now again, calling back to yet another thing we talked about earlier. It's like, Oh, I'm an adult. I can just, I can make that choice. Like I can say, Hey, 
you guys want to do a podcast? And then it's done. It's yeah. a thing. We did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's that, that, I think, cultural waiting for permission that's just you yeah. ingrained and you're like, oh, wait, no, I... I do this. Okay, okay. I'm going to change my answer to that's the number one thing I've learned since the <laughs> pandemic is that I am an adult and can do anything I want. <laughs> that's a real thing, yeah. though. That is really yeah. real. I, I, I very much feel that. On my, on my vision board, both last year and this year, I had stupid, sticky adult shit, and I feel like I've grown in that, <laughs> in that realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, like, too, that adulthood isn't this very defined, like, precise thing that for us, especially as great as, I don't know, again, about YouTube, but, like, learning, oh, this is what my art looks like. And I think that's why I wanted to do an episode about, like, just the artistic practice. Like, oh, this is what it looks like when I create art. And that's specific, maybe, to me and my process that has overlap with maybe something other people do. And that alone, again... I guess I come from like an outsider perspective, so I, I need more of that affirmation. But like, it's like, oh, OK, I can stop trying to hit a level of perfection that doesn't exist and just be comfortable. Cool, cool, cool. OK, <laughs> um, uh, well, I guess with that, um, thank you both for being here. Do you have anything you want to like tell people about um, like, hey, go here's on my social media. This is where you plug yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a Patreon and I, I, it's just my name. I, I don't remember actually. It's, I think it's Sequoia Plastic Art. Um, but yeah, I have Patreon. I'm on Instagram. I have a website. There's a store. There's stuff to buy. Uh, as far as projects, I have no idea. We'll see after that email I just received. So, <laughs> um, but there might be an exhibit opening in March. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, um, they'll they'll know for sure because they will follow you on the social media and yeah. you will announce it there yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah. new project you may be working on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am currently at the end process of creating an album, and I um under the stage name Lewis L E W I S, and uh, you can follow me at Creating Lewis on Instagram. Um, so that should be coming out Naked Dinner uh, sometime this year. <laughs> You'll know on my social media. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Listen, we're not bogged down by time. What okay? is time? Right. <laughs> it's a shared illusion, okay? So, like, everyone understands how this works. Um, no, thank you both for being here and just making this easy conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yay.